Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. I am here this morning with a fresh podcast for you, podcast number 20. And if you didn't know, the Sacred City Life Podcast is all about following Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And this morning I'm coming at you with a little bit of a dangerous um, opportunity here. Let's just say that. Uh, I have nothing written down, um, but I've got something that's been stirring in my own soul and stirring my own mind um, for the past few weeks, and I just wanted to kind of talk and get it out. And um, that could be dangerous, because maybe I could say a bunch of dumb stuff, who knows. Uh, But you will listen and you will be the judge. Um, So here's what's been going on in my mind. I'm thinking a lot about... um, the second half of my life. Uh, I'm, I turned 40 this year. Theoretically, I'm half done. Maybe I could go a little longer, whatever. Uh, but I've been reading a lot of kind of philosophy and spiritual growth or, or spiritual formation. And there's this theme that's kind of been coming over, over and over. Um, David Brooks writes about it in his book called The Second Mountain. Ronald Rollhauser talks about it. And I think his book is Falling Upward. And here's the basic idea. And so um, there's two halves of life. The first half of life, you could call it the first mountain. The first half of life is all about achieving, in a sense. It's about building an identity. It's about becoming a person, a, you know, um, getting, finding out what you're made to do, find, you know, getting your education, getting that that degree, finding that job, marrying that person, buying that house. Um, It's about building this identity, like finding out who you are, what God created you to do, deciding who you want to do it with. So that's finding a spouse and then kind of getting after it. I mean, really, that's what it's because it takes hard work to build that life. It takes a lot of um, long hours, a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. You got to set goals and you got to go out there and accomplish those goals. You fight through setback. You, you really push, you know, you put your head down, um, and you, you go hard, right? And those are all good things. And if you're a young man out there and you're in that first half of life, that's really what it's about. Now it's still about following Jesus. It's still about learning Jesus's way, but it's, it's also a lot about building self-control and building discipline and working hard and achieving things. That's, those are all good things. But um, as you're on this path, you quickly realize once you've done those things, you kind of get into this thing of, okay, now what? And what the immature do is the immature just go back to the bottom of the first mountain and they create kind of new goals and they just want to keep accomplishing things. And so it's the bigger house. It's maybe even more education and more education and pile education on top of education or degrees on top of degrees or spouse on top of spouse and uh, career goal after career goal. And they kind of, what do you, whatever you want to call it, maybe they reinvent themselves and they just set bigger goals, more loftier goals. You know, they don't want to be a millionaire now. They want to be a billionaire, whatever it is. And 
much of the spiritual writing and phil- philosophical writing says that's the way of immaturity. I think Solomon would agree with that in uh, Ecclesiastes. And the way to maturity is to discover that the goals that you made on the first half of life, though they were good and they were beneficial and they, um, they built your identity in a sense up until this moment, they're no longer sufficient for the second half of life. And what you discover in the second half of life is now, let's say, quality matters more than quantity, um, that depth require, uh, depth is more beneficial than breadth. So um, I, 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 I prefer depth of my relationships. I would rather have a few close friends than have a hundred or a thousand Facebook friends or a hundred acquaintances. Um, that the depth of my character matters more. Um, one of the things that I'm discovering that the pace of life of your first half of life is unsustainable in the second half of life. So I really prized moving quickly, getting a lot done, being productive, being efficient, um, kind of like the, you would almost say the, 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 the traits of the market, um, of, or of capitalism I embraced and I found beneficial and good and they helped me succeed and achieve a lot. But now in the second half of life, um, I can no longer sustain that. And not only can I no longer, I no longer want to. There's something different now that I don't find valuable. Um, specifically for me, when I look to the life of Jesus and I look in the scriptures, I look to the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, and I see some things that I'm lacking Um that I haven't. So the first half of my life, I didn't really develop um, the art of patience or the character trait of patience or the virtue of patience. Now, why? Well, one, how can you develop patience if you're going 100 miles an hour? How can you develop patience if you prize accomplishment and achievement over almost all things? Well, you can't. Um, Kindness, honestly, just, just, Kindness is not really a virtue sometimes in the first half of life. Um, for me specifically, gentleness. Um, when, when I'm wanting to win and I'm wanting to achieve and I'm wanting to accomplish and I'm wanting to get a lot done, now here's the deal. Even if it's for the kingdom, um, planting a church was a very intense process that required a lot of self, self-sacrifice, a lot of long hours, a lot of really obsessive compulsive behavior of um, obsessing over everybody else's discipleship and the whole church and how are things going and how can I raise up this leader and raise up that leader and start this new thing and that new thing and drive this initiative and raise those funds and none of, you know, all of that, it's almost impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but for me, it was almost impossible to do any of those things patiently, gently, um, you know, And so what I'm seeing in my own soul and discerning from the Holy Spirit is like, I want to become more like Jesus. I don't want to just, you know, do more for Jesus. I want to become more like Jesus. And so the second half of life, so if the first first half of life is about building this identity, 
building this, maybe even you could say an ego, getting a lot done, accomplishing, accomplishing things, being fast paced and, and, and kind of, you know, reaching the highest you can possibly reach. The second half of life is more about learning how, now that you've built this thing, right? This life, this family, this, um, you've got this, you've, you got this career and you know who you are in a sense. The second half of life is really about becoming more like Jesus and learning how to give yourself away. So it's no longer about just accomplishing the next thing. It's about becoming a certain type of person, a person who looks, walks, talks, feels like Jesus, um, having a gentle spirit, um, ha- being patient, having self-control, being a peaceful, prophetic presence um, wherever you go, wherever you show up. Um, I know that having an unhurried pace that is totally different than what was kind of required, I feel like, in the first half of life. And so the second half of life, you know, is about giving myself away, be, having a quality of spirit, a quality of relationship, a depth of soul, a depth of relationships uh, with the Lord and with others that I now can really genuinely give myself away to, to those who are closest to me. That's my family clearly my wife and my kids, my closest friends, my missional community, family, and the church. And what I'm, I'm just kind of rolling through my head. How do you structure this, this way of life? And I just keep going back to, um, the ways of Jesus. And and here's also one of the, something else that you're not going to find in the first half of life. Um, and that's contentment. And I read a quote in a book, um, The Cross Before Me by Rankin Wilborn. And Rankin Wilborn is quickly becoming one of my favorite authors. I think he's about my age. He wrote a book on union with Christ that was phenomenal. And now this book on the cross-centered life was amazing. And he said this, quote, Contentment will never come by way of achievement. That's the illusion that has to die. So... Obviously, we should never be content with laziness. We should never be content with um, being fools, being immature. We should never be content with, um, I would say, poverty if we could do something about it. So there's nothing good about being poor. Um, There's nothing good about having a low income, uh, a low paying job. If you can work hard and achieve a higher income, there's nothing more beneficial about making less money than making more money. Um, and so the first half of life, there's a sense where you, 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 you can be content, but you need to be driving for, um, better driving for making yourself more marketable, driving for for being better at your job. Uh, driving for making yourself more alluring to the opposite sex. So you should be working out and you should be, you know, putting yourself together and you should be, be, you know, honoring God and being a man after God's own heart. And you should be working hard to be attractive to the opposite sex. If you don't have a a spouse, that should be something you should be doing. So there should be this discontentment in your soul. Like I, I, in a sense, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be. So I keep working hard, but that same thing that is good for you in the first half of life is actually very destructive in the second half of life. And 
It's not, and so that way of achievement is not conducive uh, to the way of contentment. And so therefore that idea um, that I will somehow be content once I achieve this thing, that whole, that's a lie that has to be unearthed, that has to be realized, has to kind of be rebuked and repudiated, and we have to turn away from. And what does that actually look like? Well, um, and this is something, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm finding more and more how uh, the next achievement doesn't really make me happy. And so the beginning of this year, I set a lot of lofty goals, a lot of achievement goals for, for 2019, things that I wanted to achieve. And by and large, I accomplished most of those. And I'm glad I did in, in some ways. But this last one, um, la- two weeks ago, uh, I received my blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And usually it takes two to three years to get your blue belt, but because of my, my wrestling background and um, I did some MMA in my past, um, it, I, it just came naturally to me. And so um, I got my blue belt uh, within a year of practicing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And um, really it was probably six months into my journey where my instructor, my professor said, you're going to get your blue belt at the next time and I could give it to you right now. And I felt good about that. Wow, that's great. I really wanted to accomplish this goal in 2019. Uh, and then in December when we had our belt testing and he, he tied that around my waist and you know, he said, good job. And he said some nice things. I went home and realized I felt no different. Not only different, I didn't really have any joy. Now I had already... I'd put a, a goal for myself to, to accomplish this thing. And then if I did, I was going to buy a new gi and reward myself. And, and so I'd already done that and I'd ordered the gi because I knew it was coming. And so um, I got a little you know bump of encouragement out of what my, my professor said about me and about buying this new gi. But in reality, even though I wanted that, that, blue, that blue belt and I enjoyed it in a sense, I, you know, I'm glad I've got it, there was no real enjoyment in, in the accomplishment. And I, I started meditating on that, thinking about these two stages of life. And I realized like, though I, like the first thing I thought when he put that blue belt on me was, well, how long is it going to take to get a purple belt? That's the first thought I had. Um, because ultimately, and ultimately I know if I get a purple belt and a brown belt and a black belt, I'm still not going to ha- be happy. It's still not going to feel, you know, ha- joyful about it or glad about it. Now, but do I like do I love jujitsu? Yes, I really do. I really enjoy working out and wrestling and rolling around and choking guys out and uh, fighting guys off. You know, not getting choked out. I really enjoy it. So I started thinking about maybe in 2020, what would it look like for me to set becoming goals rather than achievement goals? You could possibly say maybe habit goals rather achievement goals. So last year I said, I want to earn my blue belt in 2019. In 2020, I think I'm just going to say, my goal is to go to jujitsu three times a week. Like just go to class three times a week. Now that's a lot different. That's a, to me, that's a habit goal and that's a becoming goal. It's about just going to enjoy it and then letting the belt, letting the promotions, letting them, those things happen. 
And that's going to make me a more disciplined person. It's going to make me better at jujitsu. It's going to make me, you know, I'm going to, the good things about jujitsu are going to rub off on me. They're still going to become true of me, but it's more about just having a habit that makes me a certain type of person. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking. A couple other things I'm thinking, um, going for a walk a few times a week. I haven't, you know, put it down on paper yet, so I don't know what that's actually going to look like. But walking is something that I'm finding difficult, (laughs) but I'm also finding pleasurable. Um, I prefer running. I prefer biking. I prefer anything at speed. But walking is causing me to slow down and think and become a certain type of person. Um, Maybe I'm old. I don't know if that's that's what it is. But walking, I want to walk with my wife. I want to walk with my kids. And there's something about the pace of life. Now, I was talking to one of our elders yesterday. I was sharing with him how I want to become an unhurried person. I want to become a peaceful person. And when I look at Jesus in his Gospels, Jesus is always doing life at about three miles per hour. Um, now, where do I get that? Well, one, when I'm walking and I look down at my Apple Watch, it says I'm going two and a half to three miles an hour. And Jesus, you you see in the Gospels, he's walking everywhere. He's always walking. He's walking from village to village. He's walking from town to town. He's walking from one dinner to the next. He's walking from one engagement to the next. And he's always walking with people. And when you're walking with someone, you can talk with them. You can learn. You can relate. You can engage with them. You're doing something. You're walking. But you're also being and becoming. When you're running... You really can't, unless you're in great shape, right? And, and the people that you're with are in great shape. You can't help hold a conversation. Uh, it's a solo activity most of the time. And it's about getting in shape for getting in shape's sake. But walking is different. And if there's anything that the first half of life has taught me is honestly, there's, there's, it taught me that there's no benefit in walking. If you, you need to run, you need to ride, you need to drive, you need to redeem the time. You need to get as much done as possible. And in order to do that, you know, you got to hustle everywhere you go. It's all about hustle. It's all about hurry. And um, I'm not saying that's completely unhelpful. It kind of is in the first half of life. But now in the second half of life, I I think it is unhelpful. And so I think it's more about having a, a pace of life that can be sustained for the next 30, 40 years, maybe 50 years, the Lord willing. And a pace of life that relationships can be done at, um, that the fruit of the Spirit can be developed at. And um, and so I think that's about two and a half, three miles an hour. And one thing you see in the life of Jesus is Jesus was never, he was never in a hurry. Um, he wasn't worried that he was going to waste his life. He wasn't worried that he wasn't going to accomplish enough in his life. Uh, he wasn't going to get enough of his to-do list done. Jesus was... Um, worried about walking in relationship with God, in, 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 I want to say in relationship with his own soul. So if you've, once you've realized that you can, you've developed mental toughness, if you're an athlete, you know this, maybe even if you're, you know, in business and studying and, and education, you've know, there, when I was young, I thought, um, my mind would, my mind would basically quit before my body would. And I learned that I could become mentally tough and push my my body way beyond what my mind thought it was capable of. So 
I thought, oh man, I could never run a seven minute mile. Oh my, I'm just not, I'm a slow person. I could never do that. And that, that's the way I thought. And that limited the way that my body performed. And then I realized through athletics and through coaching and through having mentors that if I could get mentally tough, I could push my body to run a six minute mile, maybe even a five minute mile, whatever. I could push myself to run more sprints. I could push myself to lift more weights that my bot, my mind would break before my body did. And that there's, there's a certain absolute truth to that reality that our children need to learn how to do hard things and push through mental barriers and they can accomplish more than they ever thought possible. But that does not hold true for the rest of life. Um, this last season of my life, this summer, I pushed through, I mentally pushed through, and my body physically broke. Like my hormones and my adrenal system physically crashed. And so my mind has become more, I'm more mentally tough in a sense than my body. I, I am now capable of pushing my body past its breaking point. And not even being aware of it in the moment, um, not even realizing it till weeks or months later that I that I pushed my body too far, and so um, I, now I need to learn how to walk at a different pace, to let my soul catch up to my body, and I, I think that that's what I'm trying to say. Let my soul catch up to my body. So. I want to walk at a pace that God walks at, that Jesus walks at, with I think, which is, I think, a walking pace. I want to walk and do life at a pace that my own soul can be at home in itself. Uh, and I think that's a walking pace. And I want to walk at a pace that other people can walk with me in, in, in relationships. And I think that's, again, a walking pace. And so that's kind of some, some of the things that I'm thinking about, guys, this year. Now, if you're a young man and you need to set those accomplishment goals, set those accomplishment goals. Crush that goal list. Get after it in 2019. Um, you know, we, we don't want to be sluggards. We don't want to, um, you know, waste our life watching Netflix and staring at our phones. We want to do things, good things for God and for his kingdom. We want to build our careers and build, you know, um, our self through accomplishing some things. But once you've got that career and you've kind of got that spouse and you've got that spot, now I think the goal shifts to contentment, to quality, to depth, and to a slow and steady pace. And so if that's you, if you're in your 30s, maybe 40s, maybe 50s, what does that look like um, for your goals for 2020? What would God have of you? Maybe it's not just to read through the Bible in a year, but to read the Bible every day or to read the Bible five days a week. Um, to, or it's, maybe it's to spend 20 minutes with the Lord every day. Maybe it's you're going to start walking to work, if you can do that, or riding your bike to work to, to embrace a, a slower pace. Maybe it's uh, you're going to read a book a week. Maybe it's you're going to read a book a month. Um, uh, maybe it's you're going to be, uh, you're going to have family dinners five nights a week. Um Maybe it's you're going to throw your TV out the window and uh, you're going to embrace reading, which is a slower pace. Um, everything I do, have done has been fast-paced. I listen to podcasts at, a, at one and a half speed. I listen to books at one and a half speed on audio, on audio books. Um, I, I enjoy going fast, but what would it, what's it going to look like to actually slow down and to walk at a pace of Jesus? Maybe it means you're going to take a two-week vacation this year. Maybe it means you're going to take a sabbatical this year. Um, maybe you're like a teacher who takes three months off in the summer. 
Uh, maybe you're going to take a month off this year. Maybe you're going to maybe make it your goal to use all of your vacation days at work, however many that is. You're going to use them all. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking through this for myself. I haven't put anything in writing, but I wanted to kind of get it out to you guys to see how it it resonated with our church. Uh, Because for me, the year of 2020 is a a year of becoming um, and not a year of accomplishment, if that makes sense. So shorter podcast today, guys. I hope it was helpful. Listen, it really does help us if you like us, if you subscribe us, if you rate us on um, on iTunes and in your podcast app, it really does help other people find us. Also, if you could share it on your social media platform, um, if this was beneficial to you, it'd be really helpful. And you can always email me any questions, any maybe topics that you want me to talk about. You can email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com and I will do my best to uh, sit down and go through that podcast topic together. So guys, I love you. I care for you. I am praying for you. And I'm praying that your 2020 would be a lot deeper, would be a lot more meaningful uh, than your 2019. God bless you, and I will see you soon.